This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow. Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. On ESPN 97.5. ESPN975.com. Presented by MyBookies. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline for a special edition as we are live from the Brewings out in Baytown. I'm here with my partner in Grind, the statistician. At Josh Jordan 97.5 was where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Another another Sunday out at Brewings. Everybody needs to come out, hang out with us, watch some football. It's going to be a great day, my man. How, uh, how'd your bets go last week? They actually, I did pretty decent. I kind of, I got a little behind, but I dug myself out on what was it Sunday night football, the Rams game. So I kind of dug myself out of trouble there. So pretty much broke even. So it was kind of an average week for me. How about for you? How'd you do? I did well, but before we even get to that, the man that never breaks even and always wins, the man behind the glass, rocking it from 10 to noon every single Sunday at Carlson Radios, where you can find him on Twitter, Andrew! I appreciate that, Jerry. I'm not sure about the always winning part, but I'm going to take it. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good. Man, we're trying to get it going up in here. We're trying to make the people some money. We're trying to get some people some fantasy plays. So if you're listening out there and you're in a dilemma right now and you're saying, what do I do with these two guys? Who do I start? I need somebody to help me. I got a parlay and I need one spot to close. What do I do? 713-780-3776. We're we're out at a remote, but we will be taking calls. So make sure that you hit us up, 713-780-3776. The text line is open. We are live again once out at Brewings out in Baytown, and we're going to be out here for that, what is it, 30 wings? Yeah. And they've got some uh, pitcher deals, too, like nine ninety nine for domestic pitchers, I believe. That's a pretty good deal. The exact spot, 6954 Garth Road. That's out in Baytown. Doors open at 11. We'll be here a few hours after the uh, show's over. Watch the Texans. Watch a few other games. No doubt about it, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's a good slate. So, I'm, you know, I feel like this is going to be a good week of football. Fantasy, already off to a nice start with Devontae Adams on Thursday night. I had him in my top five of my fantasy ranks this week. He finally bounced back. A little worried, though. You know, he, he got hurt, some turf toe there for Devontae Adams. You worried about him a little bit? The MRI said it doesn't look serious. As soon as he starts doing something, then now he gets hurt. Remember I told you last week that I have a team that has Mike Evans and Devontae Adams, and they've been letting me down week after week. But last year, last week we got Mike Evans, the Mike Evans we were waiting for. Oh, yeah. Did you benefit at all at any of your leagues, any I, of DFS? I don't have any ownership of him. I, I liked him last week because the matchup was good, but I just didn't end up with any of him, any shares of him on my teams. But uh, he's kind of a tricky one this week, too. We'll get into all that later. We'll go through the ranks. If you want, go to Sports Map. That's where Jerry Bow's bookie busters are. If you want some plays for this week, he's got you. Go check out his plays. Then you go to my bookie and boop, boop, boop. You make some money. Also got my fantasy ranks up on Sports Map. I'm just updating those right now with some of these injury situations. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I did want to ask you, how is L.A.? For you guys that don't know, Jerry just got back from L.A., how was the trip, man? It was awesome. Spence Porter, 
The fight lived up to the hype. Porter came out there and applied pressure throughout the fight, and Spence just ended up picking him apart, we could say. The, the, the scorecards in boxing are always seem crooked. That It seemed like that last night, but at the end of the day, Spence won, and now I'm curious to see what happens going forward. Danny Garcia supposedly is going to fight him next. A lot of people want to see Manny Pacquiao, but we'll see what happens with that. But overall, the trip is great. I, uh, my eyes are on fire right now. I did the red-eye flight last night, so I left right after the fight. We took off, um, Booker and I and Brad, and uh, we're in here, and so I'm in here with no sleep, team no sleep up in here in Brewings to bring you some winners on a Sunday morning because that's what we're here for. No doubt about it. I'm excited, man. And the doors open at 11, guys. So as soon as they open up, which is obviously not too far away, about an hour, come hang out with us, drink some beer, watch the games. It's going to be exciting. Texans got a big one today. They they get kind of lucky. They get the Cam Newtonless Panthers coming to town. I kind of like them in this one. This spread's been kind of moving around. We heard Jerome and the guys on the show before this trying to make a pick. I got it at four. I kind of like the Texans here. You what better you... be careful the way you say the lucky and Cam Newton list because there's a guy <laughs> out there with a Kyle Allen jersey right now saying, what lucky what? What do you mean? I know. What do you mean? You know, that's funny you bring that up. I just think that the Cardinals' defense is god-awful. I don't see him performing that well against the Texans today. I'm not saying the Texans are that great, but I think they're much better than the Cardinals. Texans are at home. I am a little worried that – they tend to play down to their competition. You know, they barely beat the Jags at home a couple of weeks ago. It came down to that last play of the game, basically. But I have faith this week. I got it at four. I think the Texans, they can cover. I just, I don't know. I feel like if we were just looking at this game before the season started, Jerry, and basically they're only telling you the Texans are a point better at home than the Panthers when I got it at four, I just feel like they're better than that. I think they're a better team than the Panthers. They're at home. I think they cover. What would the spread be if Cam was in? Would it be any different? Because a lot of people believe that there is no drop-off from the Cam that we saw on the field. Not from 100% Cam, because yeah. I don't believe him and Kyle Allen are anywhere in the same atmosphere. But sure. the 75, maybe even 70%, 65, because he's not even running. If you can't no. even get a goal line rush for, to win the game, then that's not Cam. That, that was his strength. Right? How many times would you see him do that and do his do his patented uh, sure, uh, celebration Superman and thing. go and hand the ball to a kid? That's what you got used to seeing, and they didn't do it. So obviously something was up. Now he's saying he's going to take his time before he comes yeah. back. So I don't know if there was much of a drop-off. I believe the spread would pretty much be right around maybe three and a half. Now Somewhere getting, around there. But I hear now it's going into the five range. Yeah. Again, if you wait till Sunday's. You lose a lot of your edge, depending on what side you're going to be on, though. So gambling is, 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 let's call it two different levels. One level being where does the line end up, where do I think it ends up, or where is it going to be now? So if you hit it early in the week, you got more chances to manipulate the line because there's not that much money. At the end of the day, the book's objective is to have the same amount of money on both sides. The books aren't there to gamble at all. All they want to do is take your bets and take that minus 110. That little minus 110, that 10, that's what they want to put in their pockets, and they want to have even money. So they'll open it on one side, but they won't let you bet it hard. They'll open it up with limits so people hit little bits, little bits. So they'll in their head analyze, okay, that's where the money's going to come in. So when we open these bets and these big bets come down, we know where the pros are, and that's how it happens. Again, this line's moved out of your control now. Five's a dead number, though. Remember, the most landed on numbers in, in NFL football is the three, the seven, the six, the nine, and then the ten in that order. So – 15% of the games land on three. Once you get into the five range, it's dead numbers. You don't start playing until six, six and a half, seven. So uh, at this point, you miss your chance on four. 
I don't know if you can play it at five, five and a half, you know. That's rough. And I guess my thinking was if, if you were handicapping this game like before the season started, assuming, you know, Cam was coming healthy, you know, brand new season, I think the Texans would be around a, you know, a field goal favorite at home, maybe a little less. I feel like they're pretty even teams, so you give Texans the home field advantage. So if it's only one point difference, you know, for Allen compared to Newton, I'd I feel like a healthy cam is worth more than one point over his backup. A healthy cam, you know? for sure. And so that's why I'm kind of leaning that way. But coming into the season, there was a question mark on cam, right? We thought, okay, let's see. They say he's back. A little bit. But then his yeah. throwing motion was – remember, his throwing motion was even different. You're thinking, if we're going to go this late into a career and start changing throwing motions, yep. there's trouble. And he was missing the targets completely in this in these first few games that he played. So I think it's better for him to step away. From from an overall point standpoint, how do you see it over-under today? Oh, man, let's see. It, it opened at 46. It's about 47 and a half right now. Ugh. I don't know. Just the way the Texans typically kind of play down, I could see this being a game where they get up and then they kind of take their foot off the gas and it kind of turns into a field goal thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if it went under, to tell you the truth. But I don't know. The number seems about right to me. I don't really have a real pool one way or the other. What about you? Since December 2nd, 2018, the Texans have played five times at home, five unders, five under zero favor uh, over so yeah. as a favorite they lock it up or they have close games to where they don't show up yep. either which one vice versa and it slows down towards the end of the game and and they don't end up getting these over either way i mean i i, I had to, if i had to call this game i'm calling it 24 20 ish okay and, and that feels about right to me and you know, we did a, a video on sports map the other day and basically the topic was could this be a trap game for the Texans? Could they be looking ahead to, you know, Matt Ryan and the Falcons next week? What do you think about that? Or, you know, as Fred kind of pointed out, the Texans aren't good enough to be looking ahead to another opponent. What do you think about that? You know, my question is, who are the Falcons? Yeah. Because all we really have in memory of them is the blown Super Bowl lead. And what have they been after that? Like, they have trouble. Last year it was the injury bug, they could say, but their defense was atrocious. Mm-hmm. It took Julio a lot of games to even get in the end zone. Don't get me wrong. Matt Ryan had a great year. But who are the Falcons, a team that can't establish the run now, a team that struggles in the red zone? Who are the Falcons? Or is there a team that we really fear now? No, and what's been concerning to me is it's taken Matt Ryan to forever to get started. You know, he always they're in a big hole before he finally gets things going this year. So that's a problem because their defense, like you said, it's not that good. I will say the one thing about their defense, which has surprised me, is usually they get killed by pass-catching running backs, and they've actually been a little better with that this year. Panthers 3-8 and eight against the spread in their last 11 games. Remember last year they started off real tough, and then they went on that big old skid. And now we live in a world of overreaction in sports gambling. Somebody does good, people overreact. The public being the people, they bet it. The number gets skewed, and you jump on it and take advantage. At four, I like the Texans again, but I won't be able to bet it. As far as the over-under, I'm not sure. You got any thoughts on it, Dell? On the Texans-Panthers? Yeah, over-under. I, I'm I'm with you in terms of the – this feels like a game, like if I was at home, like, oh, can this game be over already? Because it's going <laughs> – the Texans probably will jump out or or drag their feet in either way. They'll, they'll Like you say, they play down the competition. It becomes a slog, not just to play but to watch. And if you're betting on it, 
I don't like betting on them, but if I if I was, I'd, I'd play the under as opposed to, to the line itself. There you go. There you have it. That's our thoughts for that game. We'll touch a little bit more throughout it because we have some fantasy aspect to get on it. We have some more uh, gambling to talk to. Hey, 713-780-3776. If you're sitting out there right now and you're sitting in that dilemma that I tell you about every Sunday morning, give us a call. We're going to open it up for everyone. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. What's going on, guys? You heard it right there from Deep Voice Guy. We are out at Brewings. Get over here today. We are at the Brewings in Baytown. Check out all of their made-to-order daily specials, including Sunday's 30 boneless wings for $17.99. How can you beat that? 30 wings, $17.99. You know Jerry and I will be getting in on that in here in just a little bit. Stop by for the pregame show. We're talking all things NFL football. We're getting ready for the Texans. If you need some help with your fantasy roster, you got some gambling questions, you just want to drink some beer and watch the games with us, come on out to Brewings. I believe they have some $9.99 pitcher specials as well. Get down here, get some wings, hang out with Moneyline. Like we said, we are in... In Baytown, we are at 6954 Garth Road. Come on out, hang out with Moneyline. 713-780-3776 is the spot. We're getting some text messages already. Help me out from Blaine, Sony Michelle, or Rex Burkhead today, two of the Patriots oh. running backs. Is it P- does it say if it's PPR or not? No, and that anyone listening right now, if you have any questions, make sure that you state that because that makes the, uh, the world of difference in here as far as who to start. But let's say it's PPR. If it's PPR, I'm probably leaning towards Burkhead there. Because Michelle's not getting anything he's in the past not, game. And we he's been know that. running pretty awful, too. Like I think he only has one missed tackle. He's forced one missed tackle the entire season. He hasn't been great. But also with Burkhead, you've got to be a little careful. He had to have his foot x-rayed. He's been questionable all week. And James White is back in the passing game this week. So remember, that was my uh, that was my put your name on it last week was Rex Burkhead. I said everybody run out, pick him up, put him in your lineup, start him at flex. He'll come through for you. He did. He had a nice game, a lot of catches and a touchdown. This week he's going to be sharing the load with White. I don't see them scoring a ton of points on the Bills either. That's, you know, the Bills usually play them pretty tough. So I'll lean towards Burkhead in a PPR. But if you have other options explore those let's jump into that game a little bit okay. because it's it's a very interesting game going into this weekend because a lot of people are actually giving the the bills a chance well you know if you look at their last four games brady hasn't been great against them you know and they do have a good defense the game's on the road so could i think this could be one where you know they just kind of sneak out of there with the victory the patriots i know they've looked great but, I mean, the Bills are 3-0. and I know it's a little phony. I'm, you know, I'm not completely buying in. I don't think Josh Allen's going to have a very good game against that Patriots defense. You know what Belichick does to young quarterbacks. So, I think this one could be a little ugly. Edelman dealing with the chest injury. He says he's going to play, but who knows? Josh Gordon's been basically shut down by Tredavious White the last time they played against each other. So, 
maybe kind of a Philip Dorsett kind of game. Maybe, maybe he gets loose for one. Uh, this is a t- and I think James White. I think those are going to be the big guys this week. Let's talk about these defenses because okay. the Patriots haven't allowed a touchdown. Now you'll say you'll look at that box score from the Jets and then you'll say, well, how did they get all these points? Right. And it, was, it wasn't uh, against their defense. Right. Okay. So what has Buffalo been? A fantastic top four defense in DVOA. Yes. Uh, they've done it multiple years in a row now. If there's anything that, that Buffalo has, is a defense. No doubt. What? keeps them in this game if you're getting seven and a half eight points and you have a low total that's usually a correlation mm-hmm. if you're in vegas a lot of places won't even let you make a parlay like that because they call it a correlated parlay you're saying if it's seven or eight point gap and you're telling me it's a 41 point over under then the margin for them to get it, both of them right is real slim and it's 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 kind of manipulating the line how we always say so going to, to today's specific matchup we know edelman Comes in hobbled. He yep. traveled. Bilicek isn't going to have someone travel. He usually doesn't. and That's not going to play. Mm-hmm. That's not usually his style. So sure. I've heard that he might be on a snap count. Yep. How's it going to work out? How are they going to move the ball consistently? Because last year in one of the matchups, they held the Patriots to one offensive touchdown. It was a James White game, though, yeah, if you go look. I was about to he say. He dinked it and dunked it the whole way because the pressure was coming from the defensive line, and he knew that's how he could get his runners out in space. Look for James White coming from having a baby. Have a big game today. Man, that's impressive. He can bounce back from having a baby in one week. You know, that his guy's wife like, had a baby. <laughs> he's got some skills. No, man, but I'm with you. I think it's a James White game. I think, uh, you know, I have Tom Brady, I think, in my top 12 quarterbacks here. But I don't love him this week. I mean, yeah, I've got Brady literally at number 12. I mean, so I don't love – got Daniel Jones and Matt Stafford right behind him. So that tells you I'm not expecting a huge game from Tommy. But, you know, I'm just – I'm not getting away from Tom unless I feel like I have to. I need some serious upside. I I feel like his his floor is high enough to where I'll trust him. But, no, I'm with you. I think it's kind of a James White. Like I said, I think Philip Dorsett might get going this week. Let's talk about who the Patriots are as a favorite because they cover lines, and the Patriots come with a premium. The books usually catch on to things, and there's people that – if you've been betting the Patriots since the – let's call it the Tom Brady era, then you've built you a nice big brick house. Yes. Okay? And the books are – they catch on to that, and they've added premiums to them, and they still cover. And we know that the trends in December are great, and we know that the trends in Foxborough in January, we know all that, and they still cover. But one thing that we know is as a road favorite since 2014, the under 23-9, and they always hit just as a favorite period. 11 and 2 in the last 13 uh yeah 13 11 and 2 when they're favored on the road the books usually have it right the patriots are you a good uh, uh, let's say easy team for the for the for the books to be able to put a p- picture on like we talked about the Texans Panthers there's a lot of variance that could happen in that game no doubt now what variance do you really see here because if the if the patriots do open it up are they going to really press on the gas in this instance with uh, some hobbled players? Are they really going to try to blow it open against a Bills defense that can't hold it down? Uh, against a quarterback that they, 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 they're going to make Allen throw today. He oh, runs, yeah. but he, they're going to make him throw. What, what happens when they start doubling John Brown? And they're going to. They're going to you, if there's one thing that Bill Chase going to do, he's going to scheme against what Josh Allen's best attribute is, and that's running. 
So what do you do when you got to spy on him and he's got to sit in the pocket and he's got to make throws and the Patriots can match up one-on-one on the outsides with, their, with any uh, wide receiver? So what do you do there? I think it's going to be a struggle. I, I think it's probably going to be a – it's interesting, too, right, because we'll see if we see Frank Gore again this week. I think Singletary is starting to look like he might play, so maybe that gives the Bills a little bit of juice in the running game. I don't think Frank Gore is bad, but, you know, he's pretty uh, you know, average at this point in his career. I think that's a good way to put it. So I just don't see a lot of explosive plays for the Bills. I just I don't. And so I think the Patriots will sneak this one out. If we're listening to history, like you're saying, the, the Patriots will probably cover – but I don't feel good about it. This is the first time the Patriots have really been challenged, too. We talked about the Patriots' numbers towards the under. As a dog, the Bills at home, 9-3 and three to the under. Everything points under in this game. And going to what you say, you say you don't see no explosive plays no. from the Bills. So if that's not going to happen, if it's going to be a lot of uh, three and outs and maybe a few first downs and then punts and, and, then, and then vice versa, the same thing. Because if you can get Brady off his spot – that's when he is traditionally bad. Yep. We're not even going to say average. He's bad in that pace. If you can get him off the spot, and the Bills know how to rush, especially when they can bring it without having even to bring extra men. They can get it with the, just their line. They can. And on the other side of the ball, if Allen can't use his legs to pick up first downs, I don't see how the Bills are going to stay on the field on offense that long. Yeah, I like the uh, under here. It's low. But I like the under. So if you're listening out there, go ahead and punch that because I don't think it's going to get any lower than that. It's been hammered. It's lost two points of value. We talked about the value at the beginning of the week. If you uh, predicted, hey, people are going to be on that under, you lost your chance. You you lost it, and that's the thing. It's a gamble inside the gamble. Sometimes you have to predict where that line's going to go, and you can sometimes get three or four points of value. You can, and speaking of that, let's move on to this Cleveland-Baltimore game. The reason I want to bring that up is that one opened it at 5, Baltimore minus 5. Now it's to 7. Crossing key numbers. Yes. So, you know, now, you know, I know you're at home, Baltimore, but, you know, Cleveland's looked bad. Let's be honest. We finally saw, you know, the Ravens' offense wasn't quite what it was in previous weeks last week. And Cleveland's got a pretty good defense. How do you see this one? How quick the Baker Mayfield truthers yeah. or, or believers. Let's not say truthers because there was nothing to be truthful about yet. There was a bunch of belief, right? Mm-hmm. Hopers, right? Where are they at now? Because the man's 24th, QB 16th, and QB 29th. That's what you have to show for him. And some people were overdrafting him. Imagine that. There's a guy right now sitting with a crispy Baker Mayfield jersey on right now. <laughs> a fake one. And he's sitting there right now saying, man. Did I really draft Baker that early? Like, what was I thinking? Do I even start Baker this week? There's that guy out there right Dude, now. Like, man, I don't even he's know. He's out on the waiver wire for a lot of leagues. You know, a lot of people took him the fifth round. He's out on the waiver wire in my fantasy league. Uh, it's crazy. But have they? Uh, I mean, and, and it's a two. It's a it's a two relationship thing here because we we throw it on him. But how much goes on kitchens? I mean, part of it, but I saw this coming. You know, it happens sophomore year with quarterbacks all the time. You know, Deshaun Watson wasn't quite as good his second year. I thought the same thing would happen to Baker. They have some tape on you. They have a they have a plan for what you do well and what you don't, and then you have to kind of make some adjustments, and so this is not surprising. I'm hearing that on that fourth down where they checked out and they did that draw, mm-hmm. it was a checkout that, okay. that Baker checked out, and then and, – and, Kitchens basically took the blame. They're saying after it because he doesn't want things to break out. 
<laughs> Seriously, but it, and if you look back, I went back and watched it because they say, look, he checks out of that. And because there was literally no linebackers or whatever it was on that side. But, I mean, you're going to do that on a fourth down? I just don't understand it. How can you never be able to justify that? Dude, I was sure happy, though, because uh, I had the Rams. So, Did you? <laughs> yeah, I had the Rams minus whatever it was. So, once that happened, I was I was pretty happy, Jerry. I mean, they couldn't score inside the five. I know. It was, it was unbelievable. And I was I was getting a little worried there because I did what you always warn people not to do. I got behind on Sunday, so then I tried to make my money back up. But I did. I won. That's all that matters. But diaries. Yeah. Diaries yeah. of a gambler here yeah. on a Sunday morning. It's you. It's us. It's the Bookie Busters. It's Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Josh, aren't you glad football season's back? Oh, you know it, man. This is the best time of year. Because during the offseason, we're coming here and we try to talk football, but... How, how early can you start talking fantasy football gambling, really? So we come in here and we pepper a little soccer. No Pe- doubt. Pepper a little bit of this. Pepper a little curling if I need to. <laughs> curling? But where, who offers all this? Because I have people asking me, man, where are you betting these random things that you're telling people to go bet? I got people saying, I mess with this local guy. He doesn't offer that. Jerry, you're lying. You know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, why are you messing with these locals still to this day? Because when you bet getting paid the actual getting the money in your hand that you won that's a gamble in itself but when i started playing in my bookie i quit having those problems because there you bet you win and you get paid and that's why i always recommend them to everyone you go over to my bookie they offer you these live bets they offer you the prop bets that we give out you know fantasy guys we're real tied to player projections and in player projections you can find so much value in betting player props how many catches is someone going to have the other day my biggest bet going into that uh not biggest but one of my bigger bets going into that green bay game i had adams over six and a half receptions overnight 91 yards for the game. In the first quarter, you already had that. Yeah, but, but saw you, that one coming. Yeah, and then you figured, okay, why is that? Because Philly's allowed at least a 100-yard receiver to every uh, team they've played this year. So I thought, why is it not this not Adams' spot? It's, it's either going to be him or MVS. And I said, well, let's write Adams on both of them. And you see how that worked out. So, again, player projections. If a book has a limit on something, it's because they don't want you to hit them over the head over with mm-hmm. it. If someone puts a limit on something, it's because they know that the line isn't as sharp as they want it to be. Because what happens if the limit, let's just say, just, just throw out numbers. It could be anything. But let's say a limit is 500 on a player prop. And and you, Dale, and I all throw 500 on over reception, six and a half atoms. What can they really do to that, to that line? Make it seven, seven and a half to make people bet it the other way? If you're betting lines three and we all bet on one side, they can make it three and a half to, to get lines because that matters. But in receptions and props, what are you going to add? Four yards to 91? And they, yeah, four yards. That don't make this right. There's no way to get a props number sharp. So whatever they put out, that's what they have to live with. So they put limits on it. If there's a limit on something, I always remember they're prohibiting you for the hitting them on the head. It's good advice there. So if you had Devontae the other night, you, it came through for you. And 
Aaron Rodgers kind of told us it was coming. Remember, he said, like, we've got to get the ball to Devontae more. So that should have sit alarm bells off in your head. Let's go to my bookie. Let's look at the Devonta Adams player prop. Let's get our bet in on my bookie. Jerry Cash. My bookie's just the best, right? They pay you fast and they have the best player props. But first, you got to go over there and use the promo code radio yes. because we're going to give you some bets and there's a guy out there saying, man, I want to gamble but I don't know how or I think I know how but I don't want to risk too much. Well, you go to my bookie, you deposit even if you did 100. They're going to double it. They're going to give you bullets to fire on them. That's what it's about. You go up there, deposit X amount, they're going to match it. You play with that, that bonus money. House get, money. Get your yeah. feet wet. Get your feet wet. Get in there. Learn the system. Learn how to do these live bets, and that's how you'll get better at MyBookie. Once again, use promo code RADIO, up to 1000 in free money. You win, you get paid. MyBookie. MyBookie, that's where it's at. And let's kind of complete our thoughts for betting on this Baltimore-Cleveland game. Where should we go? What should we bet at MyBookie with this game? We talked about it. Spread went up from five to seven. What do you think that's about, just first of all? Oh, obviously a lot of people always think what happened last week and then how's people, how are people going to perceive it. If somebody does bad on national television, that's the number one rule in gambling. Someone's going to overreact the following week. Everyone looks at Baltimore as the darlings right now, right? Even that – they look at it as a good loss against Kansas City, which sure. uh, you can look at it that way, right? I don't think that scoreboard really told what that game was. Yeah, it wasn't as close as the score made it look. No, but again, people are going to fall in love with that. People are going to see that, hey, the pressure that if you put pressure up the middle on Baker, he's got happy feet. Yep. But that's a known. He's got happy feet, and he's going to roll out right, and he's going to throw ducks. He's going to just look up, and he's going to – they have trouble with that, and that's something that's going to come because they have problems on the interior of the line somewhere that Baltimore can dominate. Uh, I believe Denzel Ward might miss this week, the corner for the Browns. Maybe that helps Hollywood Brown on the Ravens' side. Do you think – what do you expect out of the Baltimore offense this week? A lot because we knew going into the game with the Rams that the secondary of Cleveland was has been hobbled. Yep. So going into this, I don't think they've gotten much healthier. They're going to get picked apart. But seven, seven and a half, divisional game coming off an ugly matchup. I could see somehow this is where the Browns show up. And yep. it comes to a one-possession game. And the Browns somehow lose it. But I think it stays inside seven. And as of an hour ago, Greedy Williams is going to miss the game as well. So the Browns without their top two corners. Man. And that's huge. That's huge. Like you said, fire up Hollywood. Daily fantasy, get Hollywood in your lineup, man. He's going to get behind somebody. Hollywood it is. And as far as the spread, I'm still thinking that it stays within that seven, seven and a half. But I just can't see myself giving up over a touchdown in a divisional game to where – Let's say this was week one. What would the spread be? Because I, I feel like it's inflated according yeah. to what we've seen. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So if this, if this was a week one matchup, would they really be favored by that many? I don't oh, think so. I think maybe four or something like that. Something like yeah. that, right? So in, in that case, I think that you're at least getting a field goal of value here. Yeah. You feel, got any uh, feelings towards this? I'm not sure. The Browns are such a weird uh-huh. team. Um, I don't know what they are from – I know other than being overhyped. I don't know what they are. At some point, will all that talent come together, particularly in what you got to feel is desperation mode for them, fall into what would be one and three, with, and still with the schedule coming up, still got the Patriots coming up, still got winning teams up. I don't know if you will recover if you're the Browns if you lose this game. So I, I feel like they put a lot into this. I don't like the number at seven. That's a good point. We need to talk about that. We are at the point now where – 
desperation mode for a lot of teams. You know, if you're one and three or you know whatever your record is, you got to win some games here. So this is kind of tricky. You know, some of these teams that aren't that good, you might see a lot more from them this week just because they know if we don't win this week, our season's basically over. And are the Ravens overinflated? I mean, they 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 shot out of the gate and they beat the worst team in football, and then they might have beaten the second worst team in football. And yeah. now they we like you guys talked about. They go to Kansas City. Kansas City dominates that game despite the score. Are the Ravens not as good as we think they are? This I think this week we'll kind of find out. And Jackson Lamar, uh, he he's a fighter. Okay, we saw him fight back in that game and, and yeah. play hard. But we also saw what we thought he was and a lot of missed passes. And in the in the first week we saw short passes with yards after catch. The second week, we saw blown coverages, deep passes, and they took toast to the house. But we never really see the intermediate stuff where he has to make nice throws to move chains. Now, you'll see a few here and there, and you're like, man, there it is. That's what we need. And then you'll see another one bad. But to me, it just seems like he his first thought now has to be, let's tuck and run this. And not to say that he, he doesn't let the play develop, but I think that that's where he knows, hey, at the end of the day, that's my escape route, and I got to go. It is, and Mark Andrews has been a big part of their success. He's, he's playing, but he's dinged up. So here's what worries me is I'm kind of with Dell, where I kind of want to lean towards the Browns because they can't afford to go to 1-3. and three. If the Ravens go to 2-2, two and two, that's not the end of the world for them, especially in that division with Big Ben gone. But all those injuries, the Browns being down their top two corners in the secondary, that scares the hell out of me. So this might be a stay-away game for me. Stay away. Sometimes your best bet is no bet. Let's move to the next. All right, Washington visiting the Giants. Daniel Jones, it finally happened. We got to see it. Uh, I, wait, wait, wait. Danny Dimes. Yes, Danny Dimes. I'm glad you brought that up. Like Everybody's going to talk about how well he ran the ball, but he threw the ball well, too. So he looked good. It looks like uh, it's, I think we'll have to wait for the final injury report, but I think it's going to be Case Keenum, right? Yeah. So it could be Colt McCoy if Case isn't able to go. I don't know if they'll go to Haskins quite yet. I wouldn't put him behind that offensive line if it was me. This is kind of an ugly one, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people going plus three on the Redskins. I'm not so sure about that. What do you think about this one, Jerry? A lot of people, the public is going to be on Danny Dimes, right, because they're going to say, man, this is the kid's moment. Mm-hmm. They saw what he did last week, and then they saw it again. Primetime game. Redskins, man, they're a bad team. Yep. But how bad? Because last week we can't we can't uh we can't take back the things that we said last week. And last week, whenever Daniel Jones was inserted into that stern lineup, they said that it made no change to the spread, that he meant nothing to the spread, that him and Eli Manning were exactly the same. So let's go back, keeping that same thought. Last week the look ahead line to this game was one and a half. Now it's moved to three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. So someone lied to me because yep. obviously, or or you lied to me, or you're overreacting. In any in either case, you're gonna you you got to make money there because you're gonna tell me that of that one performance, you're gonna give him one and a half, two points, crossing that three point number, getting to the three. That's tough. I don't know if you can overreact so much off of one against a Tampa Bay defense. What do you think about it? I, I, to your point, I don't like I don't like going after games when the when the starter the new starter had a great game to begin with in his first start because mm-hmm. I don't know what that was particularly against Tampa. Tampa is a mess. We know they're a mess. They were supposed to be a mess coming into the year. They, their one win I think is against Carolina on Thursday night where they didn't play particularly well, but they played against a beat up Cam Newton. I 
once again, I'm not I'm not taking I'm not taking Daniel Jones in, in this game. In fact, I think I, I was looking at the line. I'm not sure about the line, but what do you guys think about the under or the over over the over in this game? That 48 and a half. See, that's a sharp sharp play. That's one of the lines are getting hammered, but it's moved so much because I believe they would open around 46 now and a half. Now 40. I got my bookie out of at 49 right now. See, it's moved so much. Why yeah. that though? Because the Giants they've allowed the second most passing yards in the league, 997, eight scoring touchdowns, and they've only got one takeaway, one interception. What is Washington? They've allowed 788 and nine touchdowns. 17 touchdowns through the air through these two teams, so they're expecting the both teams. Plus, we saw that Washington, although they were bad against Chicago, they tried to do a hurry-up. You saw them keep getting to the line, and they just couldn't break down that Chicago defense. So people are expecting points here, which I'm I'm down with it, but I'm just scared to, to – because – like we said, okay, so let's say Danny Dimes isn't worth the two points, right? Let's say Daniel Jones. So let's say you call him Dimes until he does it again. because yeah, Danny Dimes is Takashi 6'9". His name's Daniel Hernandez. He's Danny Dimes. Yeah, he dimed everybody yeah. out. Yeah, you're right. You're That's right. his my, nickname. My bad, 6'9". That's all you, you snitch. But going back to this, let's see him do it one more time because – I'm not sure that he's going to go out there and have the same success. Like if you, when you insert somebody in the game, there's not even no time to to game film it. There's no time to prepare. Let's see a full game out of him. Let's see him go out there, throw up 30 points. Let's see that because that's what they're expected. Their team total. If they hit their team total, they hit the projection of what Vegas had them to. If they lose a, if, let's say they win a 2017 game, that still doesn't convince me of who he is. No, and no Saquon this week, so we'll see what that offense looks like again. If we're not going to give the two points, if we are going to give the two points for Dan, uh, Daniel Jones. So then it went from one and a half in the look ahead. Now we got it to three, one and a half, two points. How many are we going to take off for Saquon? You have to take off something for Saquon. They're not the same team that they were, right? Yep. So then that line's not right. That line can't be right because you're adding points for Daniel Jones on a one performance that we don't know if it's going to happen again, but you're not taking off nothing for Saquon Barkley. Exactly. Don't take nothing away from us. We'll be back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freezing full effect. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Hey, guys, just wanted to take a minute here for our friends. Cheers. If you had a couple drinks, maybe last night, Saturday night, you had a few cocktails, but you have to get up and do a radio show. I don't know. That sounds familiar. Cheers, guys. All you do. After you have all your drinks, you take three capsules, boom, you're going to feel much better the next morning. The theory is pretty simple. You watch the game, you drink, you take cheers, you feel better the next day. And when you feel better, you root harder, and you have more fun gambling on the games and playing fantasy football. We got Astros playoffs coming up. You know there's going to be some weeknight games. Weeknight drinking, day drinking. Day drinking where you're not going to want to feel like trash coming into work the next day. So you take your cheers, guys. It's 
that's the whole thing. You want to bring the World Series back to Houston, and you want to do that by going to CheersHealth.com. Enter the promo code CRUSHCITY19 at checkout for a 19% off of your next order at Cheers. That's CheersHealth.com. Jerry and I, we're going to have some bets on the Astros when we get to the playoffs, so that will be coming. You just want to use code CRUSHCITY19 for 19% off. Guys, that's a really good deal. So if you call yourself a fan, please be sure to stock up on Cheers now. We need that feeling. We need to be ready for Game 7. Remember, just three capsules after your last drink makes all the difference in the world. Order at CheersHealth.com, promo code CRUSHCITY19. I still have me a few because with these Astros playoffs starting, there's going to be a lot of those weekday games. We know that. And there's a guy out there sitting right now that lost his job last year. He's at his new job yep. right now, and he had to lie to get here, and he didn't tell him, man, I missed out because I was hungover for that Astros game. But, hey, they won. They won. And what about everybody listening right now that's in your car, driving to the Texans game, getting ready to tailgate, getting ready to have some fun, getting ready to lose your job tomorrow. Yes, yes. you have to go into work tomorrow too, guys. So remember, get that cheers, and then you feel great on Monday morning. So you don't have to worry about feeling bad. You can go eat your barbecue, have all your drinks on Sunday, watch your your football, and don't have to worry about it, guys. So go to cheers. It's great stuff. I take it. And if you come out and see us at Brewings, by the way, come out. We're at the Baytown Brewing. We have samples, so come on out. Give it a try. Come see me and Jerry. We'll talk some football. We'll watch the games. 713-780-3776. You can call us. You can text us. The phone lines are open. Let's go ahead and take care of some housekeeping right now. Christian Kirk or McLaurin. Well, McLaurin's out, so I guess we'll go with Kirk. (laughs) And uh, Christian Kirk it is. It was a flex PPR question. How about Watkins or Godwin for my man Alex? Ooh, uh... With Slay being out for the Lions, I think Sammy Watkins is going to have a big, big game. So give me Sammy. I think that's going to be a game that has a lot of scoring as well. Give me Sammy until Tyreek is back. Yeah. You give me all the Sammy you can have. No doubt. How about John Ross or John Brown? Ooh. Man, this is a tough one. Uh, Typically, I would say John Brown, no problem, but he's playing the Patriots. And what are they so good at? Taking away the one thing that you lean on. So I think they take away Brown. Maybe it depends on if it's a PPR or not, but I say give me the upside or John Ross. They're playing the Steelers. I I think there could be some points in that game. So I know this is a little untraditional, but it's because – purely because of the matchup. I'm worried John Brown's going to have a rough day. We spoke about it earlier, and I don't want to just piggyback off you, but, again, they're going to take away – and they can do it with single coverage. That's what's crazy. When you've got defensive backs that can take you out with single coverage, you don't have to use extra bodies. John Brown's not – Really an elite route runner. He's just more of a speed guy yep. that he can beat you once he gets going. And I don't. I think they'll have just a remedy for that. So look for him to get somewhat shut down. Look for them to, to hold him to where when Allen thinks that he's going to have enough time, he's going to have to tuck it and run, and that's going to – I'm looking at the sacks prop today. I, that, that's a good one there too. So, And I just – I think back to – remember what Belichick schemed Tyreek Hill to basically nothing in the AFC Championship game? I could see something similar today. And John Brown's a poor man's yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yep. So I'm going to stay away from John Brown if I can this week. I really, really like that sex prop. I, um, I'm going to try to get it. I think it's going to be at around three and a half. I'll make sure to confirm that over at our friends at my bookie. Let's go ahead and get into some more games. Yeah, let's do this. All right, so we finished up with Washington and the Giants, and I think you were, you were a little worried about the Giants, right? So is that a play for you with the Redskins, or are you staying away? I'm staying away. If anything, I wanted that over-under, but at 49, let's say that the first drive – 
comes out and there's no scoring at all, you're going to get that 47, 46 and a half again. That's all it takes sometimes. Yep. This is what's so crazy to me. We live in a world that every half point is so crucial. Like right now there's a guy saying, man, I'm not going to play that line because it's three and a half, but if it was three, I'd pound it. Yep. You know, there's a guy out there that's talking like that right now. But once a game starts and you get into live betting, those things – those numbers don't even hold the same weight because, okay, say that the favorite was minus seven and they punt, they kick first and the other team comes down and scores a, a touchdown. It automatically drops to like five and a half, six, a whole point just because they didn't come up with a stop in the first drive. Yep. It makes no sense. There's a guy out there that sat out the whole week over that half a point, and you're telling me on one drive that the line moves a whole point and a half? It just make always think of that. Always think of – is this line move justified to what just happened? It was only one drive or it was one field goal or it was a pass interference that ended up putting them in field goal range. I don't think that's going to happen. That's when you take advantage. Gotcha. All right. Well, then let's move on quickly. We've got to talk about this one. This is near and dear to Dell's heart. The Chargers going to Miami. Lines at about 15. If anybody knows the Dolphins better than Dell, I, I don't know who they are. Dell, what do you expect out of your Miami Dolphins today? Will they cover? No, <laughs> no, no. Take the ch- look. That's clearly that's a a, lo- a large line, and on the road yeah. you might get freaked out. But do you guys know who the Chargers are playing? <laughs> I don't like. I had a discussion on Friday about betting against your team. I won't do it, even though I know if, if I did, I'd make my I'd make money. But they're a bad team. They want to be bad. I mean, they played hard in the first half last week, so if you had Cowboys first half, yeah. you're probably a little pissed off. In fact, the Dolphins probably should have led that game at the, in, going into the half. And, and maybe they have found a bit of their footing, so things won't be a blowout. But they don't make enough plays to stay in games against competent teams. The question is, how good do you think the Chargers are? You think the Chargers are a good football team? If the Chargers are an okay football team, yeah. they should cover that number. If they're not, if you don't think they are, particularly traveling to Miami, then that then, then stay away from it. But if you believe the charges are good, take that number. Okay. Uh, it's just a question of what you think of the charges, Jerry. What do you think? How, how good are the charges? How injured is my question because they got injuries at every level, and that's just, it starts becoming a problem once yep. you lost Darwin, and then now, now you, you lost Hunter Henry, and then you lost your best offensive lineman, and now you're starting to get injuries to your linebacker. It's just, it's now it's, it's a combination of everything, and now they go into a. What if if this was a regular season where 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 motivation wasn't being handicapped? This shouldn't be a thirteen point. So you're telling me that? Let's, okay, so take the, what is it at right now? This it's this at line? fifteen. Fifteen. So let's flip it. Let's flip it. Three points home field. So on a neutral field, this would be eighteen. So back in L.A., which doesn't even hold a three point mm-hmm. uh, home field, in L.A. you would have to do Chargers minus twenty one. If you could tell yourself, man, I'd give up twenty one with the Chargers at home right now, then you go ahead and bet it. But that's a tough bet to make. I mean, the Chargers aren't really a team tradition that are just to beat you up. Yeah, particularly. Tra- just that West Coast to Miami trip, mm-hmm. I don't – I mean, as a Dolphin fan sitting through the torture that will be this year, um, I could see where, yeah, you pound against the Dolphins every time you have the opportunity, but I don't like it. I mean, it's the Chargers going west and like or east, and like Jerry said, they're not a team that just throws up three, three touchdowns and the game's over and they can coast. That's not what they are. They always play to where they're hoping for a field goal to win the game or a last-second drive. That's pretty much what the Chargers are at this point. I'm not playing it. Stay away. So that's it, guys. We're going to stay away from this one.
But don't stay away from the show, Jerry. we got more coming up, right? Yeah, we're going to rock it for the next hour. One hour down, we got one to go, and we're going to do this. We're going to make some money. Go ahead. Lines are open, 713-780-3776. That's for all the ladies out there. My man Andrew's over there doing push-ups. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5.